Welcome back to the Brave Marriage Podcast, a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. It's been so long, I know. I can't believe how quickly this year has gone by. If you're listening to this, you're probably already subscribed to the podcast, so you most likely already know that I took some time off this year. But just in case you're new here, at the beginning of the year, I decided to take a semester off of the podcast in order to teach a counseling class. And this felt like a really great opportunity, like a growing experience for me, but one I knew I would need to devote time and attention to, seeing as how I'd never taught a day in my life before that. So I just knew that something was going to have to give for me to engage this new role well. But it's been a few months, and here's kind of what's transpired since. And I want you to know that I've really been trying to wrestle down this first episode back, and so I apologize for the lengthy explanation, as I'm sure some of you would prefer that I just jump right back in, which I totally understand. But after trying to figure out how to pick up where we left off, what I began to realize is I can't. (laughs) I can't pick up where we left off, and I need to explain to you why. So during last semester, we were able to have some really engaging discussions around how counseling helps us become healthier as humans and as Christians, because all of us, no matter how long we've known the Lord, still grew up in families and churches and communities that shaped us for better or worse. You know, they shaped our personalities, the way we learn to interact with the world, They shape the skills we have or don't have to cope and to engage in healthy relationships. And of course, in my line of work, I've thought about these things over the years, having processed my own family background and church background and upbringing. But what was fascinating for me to see through teaching was my students still on the very front end of this process, still discovering who they are in light of who they want to be and wrestling through questions around faith and counseling and psychology and theology and their future roles as Christian counselors. And it just so happened that as we were talking about these things, there were a few professors who got together during that same semester to host a series on purity culture. Well, that being a topic of fascination to me, toward the end of the semester, I facilitated a short discussion with my students in a conversation around this topic, thinking, surely with them being 10 years younger than me, that they would have grown up with healthier views than my generation did on things like sexuality, purity, gender roles, marriage. But guys, I was shocked at some of the messaging they'd grown up with. Just some really unhealthy views. Although I probably shouldn't have been surprised given the conversation that Evan has had with college students here over the years. But as you already know, I am deeply passionate about helping others learn how to do marriage relationships well. And what I'm seeing really more clearly over the past few years, both in the culture at large and in the classroom, you know, it's like once you see it, you can't look away, is this subtly yet deeply distorted way of looking at Christian marriage and of talking about sex and marriage in the church in a way that doesn't lead to life and freedom and valuing each other as we should, but instead leads to dysfunction and bondage and diminishing each other. And that's not who we are as Christians. That's not who we were created to be in the Imago Dei. And that's not what the family of God is supposed to be. And yet, it seems like the way we keep talking about marriage unthinkingly, you know, just repeating what we've heard before, is actually continuing to perpetuate some ideas about marriage and relationships that aren't actually good for everyone across the board. And so what happens is 20-something-year-olds end up in my classroom 
and couples of all ages end up in my counseling practice, having to work through some damage, honestly, some baggage to their relationships and to their psyches, when I still hold out this ideal that church should be the place where we find the most healing and health and help for our relationships. So, what this has led me to is the inability to podcast about anything other than this topic for a while of healthy marital dynamics and our roles in marriage and what that looks like and how this impacts our understanding of ourselves and our callings as Christians. I would really love to see the conversation around marriage and gender roles in the church look more hopeful and creative than rigid and even sometimes oppressive. A few things have led me to this place. The first is living on a Christian college campus for the past four years. You know, Evan and I have seen what's become healthier when it comes to living and relating in the Christian community, but we've also seen some of the same old unhealthy teachings from decades ago just continue to live in the zeitgeist of the Christian community. And not only that, but we've also seen some really unhealthy things strengthen, actually, that are anything but Christ-like. So there's that, and then there's this. I've really felt led over the past couple of years to speak more courageously to some of these topics, but up to this point, I've resisted, quite honestly, talking about these things publicly, you know, because who wants to give a minority voice to the majority Christian culture, right? (laughs) Certainly not me. Certainly not me. But then, after my class, after these conversations, and a slew of others over the past few years, I just knew I couldn't not address the roles of men and women in marriage anymore, and how our understanding as Christians affects our marriages and our mental and emotional health, and therefore our relational health. When I first started the podcast, one of the very first questions I received was, which is a better model for Christian marriage, complementarianism or egalitarianism? And if you've engaged with that question at all, you know it's not a small one to answer. But at the time, applying my counselor brain to this podcast, I knew I hadn't yet built a relationship with you guys to initiate that conversation. And the other part is, beyond my own personal experience with both positions, I hadn't given that question three years of deep thought like I have today. When I started the podcast, I knew I wanted to be practically helpful to you all, offering short teachings and action steps that would make an immediate difference in marriages for the better. I mean, you guys have told me or left ratings and reviews saying that you've never heard some of these things taught the way that they've been taught, that you've never heard someone speak to marriage and sex in such a positive way. And it's not that it's not out there. You know, there are so many people doing really good work right now around these topics. People I would actually love to talk to on this podcast in the future. So prayers that I would be able to make some of those connections. But the thing is, the thing I can't skirt around any longer is that this isn't what many of us are taught. Some of us are. I've encountered that, and I am so grateful for those who've had really good teaching growing up in the church. But on this podcast, I think it's time that I make this teaching even more explicit for you. I want to give you a deeper understanding and language to engage these conversations in your own home, in your church, and in your community if you find relational dynamics and gender roles in marriage relevant to your own life or to what you're passing on to the couples you mentor, or to what you're passing on to your kids. So, here we are in August, with the Brave Marriage podcast shifting direction a little bit. Unlike the first 100 plus episodes, where there was a quick teaching and action step followed by a prayer for your marriage, season two will be more educational, historical, and hopefully conversational. 
I would love to hear stories from you and further understand your experience. I would love to talk to other experts specifically around these topics. And I would love for the upcoming episodes to serve as conversation starters in your own home and in your own Christian community. There's been a lot of talk in the public square about how everybody is deconstructing everything and how millennials and younger are losing their faith and what does this mean for the future of the church and more immediate than that for our kids. But listen, what I'm wondering is, is if we can move beyond all of that fear-based thinking and talking. Or perhaps more accurately, as my friend reminded me yesterday, I'm wondering if we can add goodness to the conversation despite our fear. And I'm talking to myself here too, maybe even more than I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) I'm just, if I'm honest, I'm a little bit tired of some of the adults in the room and the loudest adults in the room peddling fear instead of hope because we have a hope. His name is Jesus and he has not given us a spirit of fear. Other people have, but he hasn't. He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. And personally speaking, I'm honestly tired of being the adult in the room who's not peddling fear, but maybe equally as bad has been too afraid to speak up. So ready or not, we are going here on season two of the Brave Marriage Podcast, because I believe that after all of this pruning, after all the deconstruction of so many things that we've missed the mark on as a church, myself included, that there's fruit to be found. There's love and there's a savior who says in John 10, 10, it's the thief who comes to do nothing else but to kill and steal and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and an abundant one at that. So I hope you'll join me on this journey. If this isn't where you are, if the podcast shift isn't what you're hoping for this fall, I completely understand. But if it interests you, we will be diving into marriage dynamics and gender roles from a biblical perspective, a psychological perspective, and a relational systems perspective to see if we can't create something better as Christian couples to see if we can't engage in relationships that emanate life and hope and healing in a hurting and broken world. So if you're looking forward to this series, please leave a rating and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. And if not, no worries. I completely understand. And I will see the rest of you back here very soon. Love is not a bad Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile as it is strong